Do you have an intro yet for your podcast? So I don't have like an official intro, but buddy of mine makes. How's it going? Uh, this is Maria. Can I like dance in your room? Oh, yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> you can shut both doors, Jupiter's not in there. So I have a, a friend of mine that makes music, um, and so he said he would write me a little original intro. Instrumental. Yeah, cool. I was going to offer it, but... Oh, I, I, got, I got people, man. Don't worry. But I, I'll definitely stay in touch. Um, so, skip the small talk and the bullshit. My first question is, who are you? Oh, God. <laughs> Coming in with the hot ones. Coming with the heat. Yep. Can't wait for this other question. doing art and photography and dancing and traveling and I have one sister <laughs> and grew up in Arizona live here now obviously what brought you to California my sister yeah what yeah. brought you to California <laughs> um I just wanted to go. And yeah. I've lived here. We have both lived here before, like off and on. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, we had a good friend who was living in this house before. Her name was Carmen. And she just hit me up like, I have a room open. Do you want it? And it was at a time where like I was getting tired of my job. And mm. it was just kind of like perfect opportunity. You know? Nice. So, yeah. Do you guys ever imagine settling anywhere else? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been all over and California is like this area specifically mm-hmm. has like it's gorgeous you know yeah it's the most biodiverse area in America mm-hmm. that's what people that's what people have tried to sell me I was kind of bitter on California when I first moved here I was making all these excuses but someone did sell sell me on the well you got the mountains two hours that way beach this way desert that Red way woods, you know and the woods yeah San Francisco which is just diet New York and then it's right around the corner I had some uh, friends of mine from Brooklyn come and visit SF, like, last, over the weekend. And I was like, yeah, just imagine, like, a less cool New York City. That's kind of what SF I is. I disagree. I lived in New York. I was living in Bed-Stuy for, like, a year and a half. Okay. And I had a great time out there. But coming out here, people are a little less pretentious. Really? Yeah, I think people kind of carry themselves in a way that they don't take themselves as seriously. In New York, people have to cut their teeth and like mm. grind, 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 and, and okay. really talk themselves up, have like Kanye God complexes uh, in their own communities in order to like push themselves up and above and beyond. I see. But out here, at least the artists and uh, creatives that I've associated mm. with, I've been like, holy shit, like, you guys are so down to earth. Like, <laughs> I can spray paint a chicken on a, on like a, a pretty decent landscape painting and people fuck with it as opposed to me having to come up with some fucking 50 word long pretentious artist statement about you know street culture and design oh, preservation of nature like, <laughs> it's it's a, it's a lot it's a lot more approachable that's funny I, I wouldn't have i wouldn't have guessed that i mean i'm not in the artist community at all but i mean when i when i came out here i just experienced so much like so much pretentiousness that it, it felt like pretentiousness but what it was right later sort of diagnosed it to be was uh, a lack of a sense of community like on the east coast of New Hampshire I'm sure you're aware like five months out of the year you're dealing with snow yeah. and sub-zero temperatures you gotta rely on your neighbor to like have some firewood you know what I mean Yeah. and so there is that that we're in this together mentality but mind your own business at the same time 
out here, it seems like it's the complete opposite. At least I live in Sonoma currently, and when I'm interacting with the, the locals there, it really feels like, you know, I, I worry about mine, and you shouldn't do that is the mentality yeah well as someone with like face tattoos and like mm. I've, I've felt pretty ostracized in most of the communities that i've been in just because of how i look and like right. present myself so i don't really notice that because i'm gonna do me regardless but <laughs> out here i've noticed a lot more people who don't present as like visually alternative or mm. associate with that kind of community have been nice and like normally talk to me <laughs> at grocery stores and shit i'm like hell yeah dude like thank you awesome i have i've never saw anybody with a face tat until moving here yeah yeah Welcome to the bay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's question number two. Actually, uh-huh. who are you? Uh, I am death incarnate. Yeah. I am the end knocking on your door. <laughs> I am the setting sun and the rising moon. No, I'm, my name's Maud. Uh, Maud Posner. Uh, creative, uh, multimedia artist, and... Uh, Mm, aspiring sex god. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're at least you're modest about it. You're aspiring. I'm aspiring. <laughs> I would have just straight up said I am a sex god. <laughs> you know, I, I, lo- I like the humbleness. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh man. Oh wow, that was really funny. <laughs> so then, my second question for the both of you: What do you think you are? What do I think I am? Um, I personally think I'm going through the motions, you know, just on the grind, mm-hmm. wielding the axe, grinding it up, making it sharp, so that when I get to the forest that I need to, I can cut down yeah, those trees. Yeah, man. But I feel like regardless of what I think I am, it's not going to equivalent to what anyone else will think of me. Mm, fuck everybody else. Well, fuck everybody else, but also, like, you know we always toy with the notions of like what other people are going to think of yeah. us. Oh, for sure. Um, and ultimately you'll never understand what other people will think of you Yeah. in its entirety. And they'll never understand what you think of yourself. So like, I think I'm cool and kind of <laughs> funny and like, you know, pretty attractive from the right angles and the, with the right lighting. But, um, ultimately when it comes down to it, I'm just, I'll, I'll, just I'll person, check out all know? three of those boxes for you. Guys. Damn straight. Yeah. What do you think you are, May? I think I'm a good person and a creative person. And I think I have a lot to learn, though, still. Mm. Unfortunately. Or fortunately. However you want to look at it, I guess. Always a student. Yeah. Yeah. Um, A student of the world. Mm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Every day is your teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, that's probably it, I guess. That's all you are? That's, that's it. That's no, all I am. You're more than that. You're a sister. You're a triple cancer. I am a triple cancer. You're... So wait, like your, your sun's cancer, moon's cancer? Holy shit. Right, yeah. It's rough. It's hard out here. <laughs> <laughs> I see you in the mornings, let me tell you. Crabby. <laughs> <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> oh my god, man, you're a riot. <laughs> what are you, by the way? I'm a Capricorn. Oh. Okay. Uh, explains why you're a podcaster. <laughs> yeah. Because like I don't like I don't know the depths of of 
astrology? Mm -hmm. Okay, I just know what my ex-girlfriend has told me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There you go. Most guys hate, like, I, like, I mean, I identify as non-binary, okay. but uh, most guys don't give a shit about astronomy. Astrology. Astronomy? Astronomy, too. Like, that's, <laughs> like, that's Orion's belt. Cool, sick. You want to go to McDonald's? I'll you out. You know? <laughs> so I think the stars are, like, super pretty. Yeah. <laughs> you think there's, like, someone out there, like, looking at us? <laughs> I just think about, like, really deep stuff like that sometimes. <laughs> it's just the gaze of the girls who yeah. love astrology. Astrology. <laughs> And, like honestly being in that community so long I know too much about it but I also don't fully believe it I am in a weird camp where like I don't know much about it but I definitely would not write off the idea that the planets have some effect on my chemical makeup I believe everything is connected everything from here to a million miles a million light years away is connected even Einstein thought that so yeah but Einstein also only wore one outfit because he thought that it would take away brain power to choose a different color pair of pants in the morning. I mean... I want to see Einstein in trip pants wearing a fishnet shirt. Black <laughs> black lipstick. I mean, how, how much brain power do you put to, like, choosing your clothes a day? Um, I mean... More than Einstein. Shit on the spot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably a, a little bit. But I don't think it's, like, diminutive. Like, I don't think there's, like, a reservoir of brain power for the day that you use up. I think your brain power is allotted to the tasks that you give it to. And right. then, like, you could choose how much to put into that. But it's not like you're tapping into a reservoir. Mm. I think it depends on how engaged you are with the activity. And Einstein just wasn't a Coco Chanel. He's <laughs> <laughs> Saint Marie. I think uh, you just think that because you're a cancer. Comb take ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Crab noises. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a cuttlefish, I'm pretty sure. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, it's a wake bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pincers. Yeah, he did. Yeah, cuttlefish have pincers. No, they just have like a really warm embrace. That's why they're. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I haven't spent too much time with cuttlefish. <laughs> That's good. Stay dry. Stay on dry land. <laughs> My third question is the final one. So why are you here? Mm -hmm. Mommy and daddy had a good time. Daddy wanted a few extra pumps. Fucking the story of everyone's life, right? Yeah, you know, dad just wanted a few extra pumps. <laughs> God. That egg was not fast enough. Could not dodge the That's literally it. No, I like. I didn't choose. Like, like, I, I I chose these questions because they can be interpreted yeah. in a million different ways. I got one for you. How do you feel about what's happening? Oh man, right now. Exactly. Exactly right now. No, I don't know. You I decide. Mean, right now, I feel. Nervous and excited about what's happening? Pog. What does that mean? Because I've heard people say that. Pog is, uh, it was originated on Twitch. It's like a Twitch emote of a guy who's like, oh, like mouth open for those listening at home. Mouth oh. open, like jaw kind of down, mouth opening. Okay. Um, so when something happens, it's like a surprise and shocked face. Like, oh, you did what? Like, when you say what, that face is the Pog face. Is there an acronym for that? Yeah, Pog or oh. Poggers. So, and I, you know, you start saying it as a joke, and the next thing you know, it's like infiltrated in your vocabulary. <laughs> Damn. 
Yeah. Well, that's how it goes. Coming out, like, why are you here? Is that what, what was the question? Why are you here? Why are you here? Well, here, right now, I had, like, a mental breakdown and uh, had to kind of go to a place to recalibrate myself yeah. and get back in touch with my creative identity. So mm. I was thankful enough to have made the acquaintance of Violet over there at a bar in Flagstaff, Arizona, the day before I moved. Holy and shit. we became friends. Violet booked me some gigs in uh, Prescott, Arizona, and we got close and uh, heard about my troubles that were happening and said, you could come out here and, you know, rent's not too bad. You could just stay as long as you need to and um, figure out what you got to do. So here I am. Oh, yeah. Packed my car up, two suitcases, and I didn't bring TVs or video games, just the shit I needed to produce mm. instead of the shit I used to consume. Yeah. And, uh... Spinning those gears, sharpening that axe. Fuck yeah, man! I <laughs> I like I like hearing these, you know, allegories for for life. And one that I remind myself of is, you don't set out to build a wall. You place a one brick as perfectly as that brick can be placed, and then you place another one, and another one. And so I've been placing bricks pretty laissez-faire and lazily my whole <laughs> life, and I've just started to. I had an epiphany recently, and it kind of got me out of this blue phase I was in. I was like, why the fuck am I not putting these bricks down, man? So this podcast is, and, and this particular podcast is just one of those bricks. Hell yeah. yeah. And whatever, whatever the wall ends up being is what it is. Build your social media empire, King. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, man? Get that Stitch Fix sponsorship, King. <laughs> just, I just want, I just want the Manscaped sponsor. <laughs> it's brought to you by Sasquatch Soap. For when your butthole goes stinky, stinky. Dude, I need you. <laughs> you need a wash in the sinky, sinky. Can you just do all my ads? Yeah. <laughs> this is brought to you by Squarespace. I don't know. <laughs> I'll send you the script. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> all right, but man, you draw in the auto tune for it. <laughs> yes, please. Put put on every effect you can. Just make it sound like music to my ears. May, why are you here? Why are you here, May? Why am I here? I don't know. I don't know why I'm here. I feel like there's a lot of people that are like all worried about it, you know, like trying to figure out Pisces, mostly, why we're here. And I just don't, I don't think about it that often. I feel like, like every once in a while, but I'm mostly like, whatever, Mm. you know? You'll know when you know. What can you do about it now? So then... Why, why, why are you here? Like, why are you, why are you still here? Still here? Motion with the ocean? Mm. I guess see what happens. Yeah? Yeah. That's, that's a totally legit answer. I totally respect that answer. See, see how it goes. You never know. (laughs) I, I am of the firm belief that life happens for us, not to us. Um, I, and I'm, I'm also a bit weird in that I don't necessarily believe in free will. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of a sensation than mm-hmm. an action. Um, but like with this podcast and with those three questions, like I've got a lot of the same answers. Mm-hmm. A lot of these answers are like, I don't really know who I am. Right. Like, I don't really you know, know why I'm here. And, I, and to be fair, I've kind of been asking 
the people in, you know, the 20-some age range. I haven't asked a 30-year-old something. I haven't asked a 40-year-old something. Right. Um, and, you know, that kind of gives me some comfort of, like, okay, <laughs> I, I, I don't need to feel super insecure about not totally knowing mm-hmm. who or what I am. But I'm still, like, I'm comfortable knowing that other people are on similar journeys than me. Right. And, yeah. and you know, I also like to admire people on different journeys than me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I admire the fucking fact that you went from New York City to Arizona to here to, you know, fucking pursue your art. And that is, you know, who you are, right? Or at least that's you, what your, your chosen form of expression. Yeah. Right? And not a lot of people do that. A lot of people just stay, you know, bottled up. Well, we're, I think, existing in a world right now where, like, it's easy to be fed media and consumption and to yeah. put you in a comfort bubble. Yeah. I mean, especially with the way that we are in late stage capitalism, where most, like, the 40 hour work week is mm-hmm. innately ingrained in our existence, where people work, they come home, they have these dreams, mm-hmm. and they'll watch other people living out their dreams and yeah. get the same satisfaction as if they are doing it, and then think, one day I'll do this, one day I'll do that, but they're yeah. not because they're stuck in that cycle. And I mean, it's hard to break out and it's hard to work through it and you definitely need to do it through community and through um, personal actualization Um, but once that happens then I think you'll really start to develop who you are and Mm -hmm. and through art I mean like the reason why art is so tactile and universal is because it's a form of expression that's not verbal where you could connect with people's feelings innately and like through a piece if you connect with a piece uh, you are hopefully connecting with that person on a deeper level than the surface right and that's why you know like that's why i had to get out of i was working culinary and i was doing mm. that i did that eight years culinary oh, from fucking dishwashing all the way up to Sous executive chef? chef no way i planned menus yeah wow um during my last gig the uh head chef left apparently three months before i got there and the kitchen was in shambles so i got back and i like whipped everyone into shape uh, I replanned the menu, and then they closed to rebrand it. And mm. while they were rebranding, one of the investors sold it out from other the oh. other investors, and basically left me unpaid for two months and like no money. Oh, uh, conned me out of kitchen equipment. I moved for that job, so then Whoa. I was in this apartment that I couldn't afford, and it was just like the last straw for me in that oh. industry. Like I mean, I probably switched to private chef stuff, mm. so I could, like cook what I like, yep. small portions, just for one person, make fat stacks. Um, but that work week, 50 hours a week, it's draining yeah. and it leads to, it leads to cocaine. It leads to yeah. fucking drinking like a sheep on oh, the yeah. line. Do sheep drink? Cows? <laughs> Cow, cows drink beer. Cows drink beer? Some people do. In Kobe. In Kobe they do. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I saw some place they give cows beer and massage them to tenderize them. Yeah. That's yeah, Kobe. That's that Wagyu. <laughs> that Wagyu. Yeah, that's yeah. Wagyu. Yeah. It's like <laughs> It's just too much, you know, 50, 60, 70 hours, depending on who calls out and what's going on. Sweating all mm. day, cutting shit, cutting oh, hands, man. you know, burning shit. Yeah, that's what I didn't realize about the chefing culture is that you're, you know, you're cooking until 11 o'clock, mm-hmm. you know. And then you're there for another two hours. Cleaning. Right. Yeah. Cleaning and then, but you're, you know, also trying to keep that energy going, keep the, you know, whole staff just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moving, keeping a good time. The secret yeah. weapon. Scary monsters and nice sprays by Cerulean. <laughs> oh, yeah. And if that doesn't work, Mambo Number no. 5 by Lou Vega. Throw yeah. that on. Even the fattest, like, 
beefy beefcake on the line who's grease scars all up his arm. Oh, man. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Dude. Uh, so, Megan, what do you do for work? What is your profession? I am a baker right now. That's what I've done for, like, my last three jobs. Also, like, culinary and cooking and baking. But right now I work at SIFT. How do you like it? I like baking. I like it a lot. The only thing is, like, I'd rather do more creative baking, mm. or, like, it, it's pretty repetitive, you know. So you don't get to decorate any cakes or anything? Yeah, no. Or, mm. like, if you do, it's super repetitive. It's, like, mm-hmm. do 100 cupcakes with this color, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Instead of, like, just do what you want to do. That'd be cool. Yeah. Is that something you see yourself pursuing all the way? Maybe. Mm. Yeah, maybe. I just don't know. I don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> do you mind if I ask how old you are? 23. 23, so am I. 26. 26? Yeah. 25. 25. I hear, what is it, 30 is the new 20? So yeah, and then it? 40 is once you're 30. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> I don't know, I think, I think the human condition is... Terminal. <laughs> Terminal, <laughs> yes. Temporary, yes. Mm-hmm. Primitive to a certain degree, but it is really exciting. Like, I, the epiphany I had last week, or was it two weeks ago, was I'm 23 years old in California, mm-hmm. which is exactly where I wanted to be when I was 13. Mm-hmm. So, like, why the fuck is my head Damn, two years ago? You know what I mean? My head was, you know, in the past relationships. My head was, like, in this weird state, and I was like, wait a second. My head was... Up by a couple black holes in the Milky Way. You know what I mean? I had to pull my brain back to my head. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Right? I'm just going about my day, feeling sorry for myself. And this is something that I've been thinking about doing. It's something that I've wanted to do. And so thank fucking you guys for letting me yeah, do it. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, I'm sure your parents told you guys not to talk to strangers, but <laughs> here we are. Yeah. Hey, How would you make any so. friends ever? <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst advice. Don't talk to strangers. It should be don't talk to creepy strangers. <laughs> yeah, don't talk to creepy strangers. Don't get into strangers' cars. Yeah. That's a better one. And don't do drugs? Fuck that. I've made so many friends doing drugs. <laughs> yeah. I think I've also made a lot of mistakes doing drugs. <laughs> I don't believe in mistakes either. Those don't exist. Happy accidents? No, not, not even happy accidents, man. I just, I think in uh, a quantum reality, or at least a quantum universe, um, all of these, what is it? All, all these statistics and possibilities are just folded into perception. So whatever has happened, has always happened. Right? My past is always going to be there. Why is, you know, that not accurate for my future? You're going full Duncan Trussell on us. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, dude. I've, I, I'm, I am fully aware of what the fuck I am and what everybody in this room is, mm-hmm. and that is consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. So you are yourself and I am myself, but we're both the self. Yeah. And, and you. <laughs> Sorry? I said, I am you. I am you. You are me. And like, the Beatles song. The difference is... That's the Beatles song. The Beatles. Fuck. I'm under this. (laughs) Shit. We are all together. (laughs) (laughs) So like, that's that's the song then? Like, that's it? Yeah. It's a a come together. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) I am you and he is she and she are we and we are all together. 
So that's in an right. octopus garden in the sky. Oh! Mm. No, that's a, that's a that's different beat. Okay. <laughs> it's singing in the dead of night. Hey, Jude. <laughs> well, I need to get on the Beatles. I've, like, I've been like, going back like, through Red Hot Chili Peppers, Eagles, like Queen. I'm just like making all the rounds. The Beatles! To, like, I can't wait to do your worst Beatles impression. Me? Yeah. When I'm John Ringo, <laughs> play the drums in the band. <laughs> I can't. You can't. It's all too much. What do you think, Paul? I said, I'm fucking, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good to me. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh my gosh. Alright, 24 minutes. What do you want to talk about, man? What do you want to ask a... I got questions for you. You got questions for me? I yeah. mean, you guys can ask me anything that you wanted to ask a straight white man. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's what you want to... Okay. Well, I mean, I'm, what, was, what was one thing... Let me get my notebook. <laughs> <laughs> what was one thing you said as a child that was overtly racist that you remember older and it still haunts you? What was one thing I said as a child that was overtly racist? Come on, you're part of the family guy generation. Mm-hmm. Well, here, I grew up in New Hampshire, dude. I didn't have cable. Oh. I grew up in New Hampshire with no TV, uh, some gay gay neighbors, so like I've always loved gay people my, my whole life. Mm-hmm. It's never been a thing for me. Never uncomfortable with it. Um, there was like one black kid in my elementary school, and I think the <laughs> like I don't think it was racist or anything like that. We didn't even say anything, but like it was it was like we had to run around the field or something. And we were all winded, except for this one black kid was just, like, totally fine. It was, like, fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And we were like, dude, are you an alien? Like, we didn't know what the fuck was up, right? Cancel. Cancel. Right. Cancel. <laughs> End the podcast. Cancel. What's your Twitter? Everyone blast. Oh, man. And I think that was, like, the closest thing that may have been risque. I was definitely, like, ignorant to... Oh, kids are ignorant, black though. Like, kids, right, kids like, see the dumbest shit. You know? It wasn't until senior year of high school that I went to... A really poor public school, and it wasn't until I went to college at a predominantly black school, where I was, you know, raised from ignorance and shown no, I do have privilege. Yeah. You know, just by the color of my skin, mm-hmm. and these kids that look different than me have lived different lives than me, and um, I was straight up the, like the token white kid at like my slam poetry club, <laughs> and and I remember like it the was, Manila. Wafer <laughs> looks back at me from the No, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. <laughs> I would just I would just I would just recite other shit. I wouldn't write anything. I wasn't even like that. It was way it was it was mostly raps and and it was bars. You know what I mean? It wasn't it wasn't so Wait, can you give us a taste? Over. I want some I want to hear some bars. So I didn't write anything, I would just I would just recite stuff that I knew. Oh, okay. But I can give you a taste if you'd like. Hit me, hit me. All of my raps whisper unintelligence, unrelenting irrelevance chiseled in the sediment. Letterman on the late night scene. You don't know the half, Mr. Bubble Bath, epitaph jaded in the grass. Now what's that? A massacre, a mass appeal to Apple stores and raffle scores. I wonder who gonna win the lottery. If Google Maps can see my house, well, yo, I wonder who was watching me. Satellite hypocrisy, like, right up the block from me. Right up the doctor feet, because another brown boy down. Another mother crying, because another brown boy found. And all you want to do is smoke weed and write songs? 
Bang, bang, sound like violins. Poverty was made to door frame all the violence. Knock, knock, and guess who's not there? The police. And guess who don't care? The people. Hey. I appreciate the snaps and taking yes. me back. Taking me back. <laughs> that was just verse one, too. I would, I, would go, I would go crazy for verse two. But I got up one day at the end of the whole thing, and this was like my first step into... I hate the term ally is like white ally. I fucking hate that shit. Like I'm just a person. I want the best for everyone. Right. Yeah. But this was my first step into being, you know, out of ignorance. And I asked everybody, you know, in the room who was, had more melanin than me. Well, I have white privilege. What the fuck can I do to, to, you know, have less of it? And I said like, you know, I, I don't disclose my race on job applications because it doesn't matter. And, you know, I try and treat everybody with respect. Right? What more can I do? And the answer I got was more of that, right? Like more of the questioning, more of the seeking of answers, and more of the yeah. spreading this idea, more of spreading this, yeah. this knowledge of, you know, struggles in America are fucking vastly different from everyone's struggle. Like, like I understand the, the hesitation what people have when they hear white privilege and you know, hearing black kids say your life was easy because you're white, I understand that they feel defensive because it probably wasn't easy. They probably did have to struggle a lot. Yeah. But it is, it does, it takes more effort to, to not have a knee-jerk reaction to like take a second to think and hear, listen, and understand. Yeah, and there are complexities in every situation, of course, Yeah. Um, as it develops. Or looking at any demographic and painting it with broad strokes is just <laughs> ignorance. Yeah. You know? So, props on you for making yourself a vehicle for the community. Do what I can for the culture. Do what you can for the culture. <laughs> dude, write the bars for the culture. No, dude, I'm dyslexic. <laughs> I cannot write for shit. That's why you're a podcast. That's why you're a podcast, exactly. <laughs> I, spoken word, fine. Written word, not so, not so bien. Not so bien. <laughs> <laughs> I finally know what that, I've always been embarrassed to ask somebody what that meant so thank you for raising me from ignorance do you have any questions for us I mean I'm as a trans queer person so I love and respect everyone yeah fucking hands down I am I should I should I guess Really, my only confusion is, uh, again, a, a lack of exposure. Right? Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've met trans people here and there, but I haven't really had a chance to sit down and fucking talk to one. Which is part of the reason why I, I'm doing this, as an excuse to mm-hmm. talk well, to it, I mean, I'm presenting pretty masked today, but... <laughs> I, mean, I mean, dude, you scared the shit out of me, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. No, I'm, not, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you have face tattoos. No, I... Dude, I People I've, walk the other way. Dude, I have plenty of friends with hats all up the neck on the, on, and everything. It's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. I, um, I am curious, right? What is... What is, the, I don't know if it's like a sensation, but like explain non-binary to me. Okay. All right. Because so I, I, listen, I, 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 no, I understand. I understand um, sexuality is reference to the sexual organ. Yeah. Right? Gender is more, is, is more than just one and two. I understand okay, yeah, that like yeah. that's binary. One male or, or man, woman, those are the 
only genders. Non-binary is, you know, I don't really identify with either group. Yes. Like, that's my fucking basic straight white man understanding of it. I got you. Let me hit you with this. So, um, of course, sex is correspondent to your uh, sexual organ. Mm -hmm. But with gender and gendered expression, that mm -hmm. goes for how you present yourself or what gender you associate with. Mm -hmm. People looked at it for a very long time from a binary lens where yep. it was masculine or feminine. Yep. But, I mean, if we think about it more in modern terms, it's a spectrum, of course. Mm -hmm. So people could represent themselves as gender non-binary, which means that they don't associate strongly with the concept of the binary gender. There are people who could associate as, you know, uh, female, gender fluid as well, but females who present as very masculine. And that's an example of someone kind of presenting on the spectrum as like, you know, even though you still identify as female, you're presenting as masculine or a very flamboyant man mm -hmm. who is dressing as more feminine or effeminate and is presenting still, it goes by he, him pronouns. Mm -hmm. But people who are non-binary... Um, they just don't really feel like they identify with either side, so they want to identify as something either uh, that doesn't connect with it. Um, also, there's non-gender and gender fluidity, where mm -hmm. people's gender expression can change pretty frequently. I mean, I go for cool pieces with my clothing. I'll wear skirts, dresses, like whatever works with what I'm feeling for that day or the right. event that I'm going into. Um, and I associate with gender non-binary as opposed to gender fluid because I think I don't feel like a girl some days and some days I feel like a guy. I, I just okay. feel like me and the way that I want to present yeah. is however I feel that day. So I say non-binary. But when it comes down to the pronouns, and that's the modern semantics about it, yeah. people <coughs> establish they them pronouns um, to kind of signify non-binary identity. But I think the pronouns are the most boring part of it. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm kind of annoyed that that's what's gotten so much attention. Yeah. Um, because, like, so would you agree that biologically you have, was it the XY chromosome for male? Or I, got a, I got a schlong dong <laughs> ding a <-ling. laughs> So, So would you identify, or not, I fucking don't like the word identify either. XY you, is masculine. So would you would agree that you are male? Just, just fucking, you know, yeah, terms, in terms of, you know, yeah. male, female. The older term, I, I can't remember what they replaced it with, but they were using the terms AMAB and AFAB, which was assigned mm -hmm. male at birth or assigned female at birth. Uh, so okay. It was like a trans mask. Okay. So, so if, so, so, so to me, like, you know, you're born a man, born a woman, and then, you know, throughout life, you're going to experience different things and you're going to express different things. Like, yeah. so I... As, as, even though I said, like, I'm a straight white man, I really don't like saying that. I really don't like, you know, saying I'm straight. I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, on Bumble looking for guys to fuck, right? But I, I to, to me, it's like, I just haven't met a man that I'm, like, that into hey, yet. it only takes one. Exactly. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> right? Man, he killed it as Pikachu. <laughs> So like I, I, I don't I don't want to like label my sexuality because because love is love to me yeah. right why should I try and limit what love I'm capable of yeah you're open you're open to like the possibility of something changing your worldview yeah, yeah. but at the same time like I but can't I, I can't deny that like 
I am attracted to a certain genitalia. Yeah, sometimes the stinky, mm-hmm. sweaty pussy being hit. <laughs> all right, all right. Listen. Sometimes that stinky, nasty, sweaty, smelly. Okay, all right. Okay. This is a gold star episode. It definitely is. This is a fucking highlight for me, trust me. Um, so, like, when it comes to, you know, gender expression, like you said, like, to me, I, I don't recognize the necessity for it i'm fu- i'm fully you know accepting again like, yeah. i'm not i'm not trying to tell anybody how to live their lives yeah but like i'm not fully aware of of, of the why i understand yeah. why people identify as straight and identify as gay so like there's no confusion it's about finding your community and your mm-hmm. people absolutely i think as far as gender expression goes and then extending it towards your clothing and like your personal expression mm-hmm. I think that fashion and the way we present ourselves is always performative. Like, yeah. I see yeah. our bodies as avatars in this yeah. game, 100%. And the world of life. You know, like we're not in charge of what happens to us, but we do get to be in charge of the outfits. Yeah. So throwing on whatever you yeah. can to look like a bad bitch, you know, and stunt. Like I, for whatever reason, have to be the hottest bitch looking for Pokemon cards in the Walgreens. <laughs> you know? I'll be in the Walgreens wearing a fucking plushy hat, like a pleated skirt, some thigh highs, some platforms that could crush like a squirrel if you land under it. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and I, I'm like, where's your Pokemon cards? <laughs> um, and I don't know why I have to do that, but. I just like looking good. But I think I want to do that so, like, if a kid that lives in kind of a normal house sees me, will yeah. be like, damn, that person looks like they're from a Final Fantasy game. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know people could actually do that. Right. But maybe that will inspire them. Or yeah. other people who do dress and present as people yeah. will then see me and immediately see that I'm part of their community. Mm. And uh, that's a good way. I mean, we all present to uh, reflect and identify with the communities that we yeah. want to associate with. Um, so whether that's, you know, sports dudes wearing a jersey or if it's dudes wearing a Jimmy Buffett shirt going to Margaritaville (laughs) or if it's me wearing a fishnet shirt, I mean, I'm, we're rocking the real tree right now, but you know, looking like a real New Hampshire person. Am I really? Oh yeah. I moved out of there when I was four, so I didn't really, I don't really have a lot of experience in New Hampshire. Camo, camo crew neck. The, the Rachel Ross, the the, the, the freaking Chuckies. You, you look like someone that like grew up in New Hampshire and dreamed of getting out, and I'm proud of you. I'm gonna get out of this town. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pop punk vocalist. <laughs> yeah. So I with with gender expression and things like that. When it is when it established more in me. I mean, ever since I was a kid, I wore women's clothes, okay. and I faced the stigma for that. Yeah. You know, as boy, kids are cruel. Of course. Um, and as I got older, I learned there was a dialogue around it. There was like mm-hmm. a form of theory that was being established around not being fully transgender to the point. Like I do experience gender dysphoria. Like I'll, I went into Kohl's as a child once to look mm-hmm. for clothes. I had a fucking panic attack. And that was my first panic attack I had. Because oh, sure. I was just like, I don't relate with like any of the clothes here except mm-hmm. for that sick Tony Hawk shirt mm-hmm. over there. Because hell yeah. It's fucking Tony Hawk. It's Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's um, the coolest fucking thing ever. Yeah. So, uh, like, when I got older and I learned the the language around it and mm. the, the conversation around gender non-binary where people who are male or female at birth who don't associate with the genders and want to, like, wear whatever the fuck they want mm. and there's, like, a community and a tribe for that, as soon as I found that community, I immediately felt comfortable and mm. I felt at home. And 
like, you know, why, how did I end up there? Maybe that was a divine plan, or mm. maybe it was a roll of the dice. I don't know. It depends on if you're going by Dungeons and Dragons rules or <laughs> Jesus Christ rules. Jesus Christ rules. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, that um, actually explains a lot for me. If I can add, if that's okay, course, I think that um, the identity issue is like really, really recent, right, in mm-hmm. our history. And I think that, like you were saying before, oh, I just haven't come across a man that I feel that strongly for. Right. Um, like, I don't think they did so much like identifying in like ancient Rome or whatever, right? Yeah. And people would have. It would be, I think that your presentation, we have, like, the luxury and, like, Absolutely. the privilege now to, to do that, whereas yeah. before it would have been very we're, restricted to your class. Yeah. Right? And, and you know, to some extent, like, we were probably, in certain times, we were more worried about the saber-toothed tiger than yeah. how we felt. Yeah. Right, right. Well, even before the dawn of the internet, I think. Yeah. Because, I mean, figuring that we all have supercomputers in our pockets, it yeah. allows for the conversation to <laughs> mm-hmm. be... I mean, that's something that Caitlyn Jenner said, you know, before she transitioned, like, she was fucking Olympic athlete, you know what I mean? And, like, she felt this way, and it was because of the fucking internet and finding forums, it was like, oh my god, other people, like, feel this way, Mm -hmm. and, like, I'm not alone in this. Like, that, I can't, I can't stress enough, like, I would never want to fucking strip anybody of that, of of a sense of community, and, and a sense of feeling just validated in who they are. Right. I, I think, think that on the like other side of it too, because I know plenty of like people who don't identify as non-binary and like I most of the people that like are my friends use they them pronouns, mm-hmm. right? But I also have friends who like for example are male and I'll like refer to them as they mm-hmm. and they're like no I want like he him, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um but they, you know, present no differently than, mm. like, my non-binary friends would. So I think that it's kind of like, I don't know, it's like a weird contraction point where it's like you were collectively, like, going out and, like, seeking that sense of identity, but then when we all, like, fall back in to each other, mm. it's going to be, it's just like a new... Like, yeah, I think omnigender. Omnigender. That I think is important. Um, that someone else said to me was that part of like why we get like confused about it or have like this discourse on it now that seems like so. I don't know. It can seem like heated sometimes. Mm-hmm. Is because as far as like the queer community goes, we've lost most of our elders to like the AIDS crisis yeah. we're kind of just like winging it out here and oh figuring God. shit out for the first time yeah yeah oh my I fucking love old gay men like, I'm just gonna say that right now like they are <laughs> some of the funniest because they 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 went through all that right yeah. and they are like you know what I yeah, fucking fought for who I am mm-hmm. fuck everyone else I am who I am and I fucking love that like yeah. I was at a hotel bar and there was some old gay man that sat like a few chairs down and he was talking to the bartender. Just like the way that he just carries himself of like, I don't give a fuck what anybody's thinking of me. I'm getting my, you know, my gin and tonic. I'm here with my dog. I'm gonna, you know, and I just love that mentality and like... Gin and tonic for my dog. <laughs> for my dog. <laughs> and, and they, yeah, I, I didn't even realize it, but like they fucking went through the fucking, you know, AIDS epidemic, right? And like... 
they went through like I remember I remember when gay marriage was legalized. I was a senior in high school and I fucking had tears of joy. Aww. I was my mom put me in the car and I was so fucking happy because like your mom stopped the car, you got out, you like, <laughs> yeah! in front of the car, <laughs> you turned on the radio, and Winnie is ah. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. But it was like I Windows knew. down shouting yes. <laughs> I, I I knew growing up in New Hampshire, like Vermont was a legalized gay marriage, and you know to me it was like wait a second, why the fuck is it illegal to do that anywhere? Right? It was so bizarre to me, and and I I had a fucking uh, I I was a kid, but like my parents were having a debate or conversation with my dad's dad and his stepmom about the whole gay marriage thing. Mm-hmm. And she was very much, no, marriage is between a man and a woman. If they want to have a, you know, partner contract, that's fine. <laughs> and, and like, I sat down at the table and I was like, um, a marriage contract is the same thing, right? The gay people are getting a marriage contract, the same contract my parents have, same contract you and your husband have. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. And, and you know, whatever that that was, fucking ten years ago, probably by now. Oh, that was no, it's, it's way, probably way like less than ten years ago. Shit, that oh wish it was ten years ago. I would have been thirteen, so senior in high school. That's ten years. You're twenty three, right? I'm twenty three, but I was a senior in high school, so I was seventeen Nine years ago. So like, oh, eleven years. Ago. <laughs> no. oh, right. I'm gay. was when gay marriage was federally legalized. That is fucking crazy. But that is progress, right? Mm-hmm. Compared to... I wonder what the divorce rates are for gay people compared to straight people. Like, I think it's actually significantly less. Damn. Gay people know what they want and they get it. Mm-hmm. And they know what they... And it's yeah. the prostate. <laughs> I mean, that's why 50% of marriages end in divorce, right? Yeah, shout out my stepdad, <laughs> and my ex-stepdad, <laughs> and my real dad. <laughs> Sucks to be you, fellas. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Are your parents together? Yeah. I'm a really, really privileged person because my parents got married when they were fucking my age. Mm-hmm. Um had me, my mom had my sister before my dad, my, she was with my dad. My sister was six, my parents got married, they had me, and... Do you guys want to know my life story? Because like, it's crazy. Ever since. Because like, if I tell you my life story, you might not believe it. No, hit me. I want to hear So eight months after I was born, my family moved to Japan. Hell yeah, what part? I fucking don't know, because we're only there for three years. Hey, just like me in New Hampshire. It's just like me <laughs> in New Hampshire. So my dad got a job teaching English to some school. My mom would go have tea with families and speak English to them so they could practice English. Mm-hmm. I would stay with my Japanese nanny. She would come over and say, look and stuff. Tell me what to do and tell me to get my shoes, tell me to get my socks, and we get all this. But in Japanese, and it was... I was all good. I could understand it. <laughs> you, you say it in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, we moved back to America. My parents have some money saved up, can't buy shit for housing, mm-hmm. so they buy a plot of land in the middle of nowhere, New Hampshire. And my dad builds a house. 
even though it wasn't totally complete, we were still living in it. Um, I went to a hippies commune school for like until fourth grade where they found out I had dyslexia. I couldn't learn anything. I went to public school for one year, met kids with divorced parents. Mm -hmm. I started to freak out because I thought that meant my parents were going <laughs> oh, no. You're like, damn, these kids are fucking edgy. <laughs> they were, What's dude. wrong with they were, they were saying They were saying crap and shit and damn it. I was like blowing, it was blowing my mind. What about when you see a kid rip another kid's Pokemon card? Oh, <laughs> <It's> Pikachu! <laughs> so I go to school there for one year and I have a project on South Dakota. North Dakota, and I don't do it. I said, fuck it, I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. day, day before it's due, I'm like, hey, Dad, we were talking about homeschooling before. We Can we uh, start doing that? <laughs> My dad's like, all right, what's going on, man? So I tell him I have this project due. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't do it. My mom's like, oh, Logan, that's a bummer. It's a bummer. You know, you'd, so, you'd learn so much more about North Dakota if you actually went to North Dakota. Wouldn't it be, and I was really into skateboarding at the time. She was like, wouldn't it be awesome if you could, like, Go to North Dakota and skateboard there. Oh, wow. What if you went to every state in America and skateboarded in every state? And I was like, hell yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, mom. That sounds really cool. But, yeah. like, I'll dream about it. You know what I mean? It's a dark slide your way across America. <laughs> <laughs> so, three days later, my dad's showing me logos. Like, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And he starts making shirts, makes a blog, and he homeschools me for a year. And we went to every single state in America. Oh, wow. And I skateboarded in every single state no, in America. That's way. awesome. And I, and I can show you the blog after this. Wait, so can you, can you kickflip? <laughs> so here's the embarrassing thing. I can, <laughs> I can barely kickflip. Like, I, if I land a kickflip, I'm ecstatic. But how are your heels? Mm, not, not, not. Nolly shove? No, yeah. I got, hey, I got nolly shoves. Hey, I got okay. nolly shoves, nolly back shoves, regular shoves, regular back shoves. I can shred, I just can't flip. You skate vert? So I mostly park. Park? I mean, the guys can really shred the pool, but like, I'm from the East Coast, man. Like, yeah. I never grew up mm -hmm. skating the pools. So being in Cali, then, have you gone and like, done some bowls? I mean, like, I've tried, but like, the, just the parks in general are phenomenal. Like, I go to the yeah. skate park in Napa. Ooh. Fucking best skate park ever, man. Wait, for real? Yeah. I gotta check that Dude, out. Dude, the skate park in Napa is built by the same company that makes the parks for Street League. That's crazy. Yeah. And like, this park in Napa is like, First off, it's got lights on until 10 o'clock. Okay. And it's like, I can't even tell you the size of it, but like, it's four times the size of this house, maybe? Damn. If, if I'm looking at it right. All right, so we're done here. I'm going <laughs> to Napa, but it's 10 o'clock. So we got four hours, so. We got four hours of, of lights on, man. Four hours, I'm going to practice my shubbies. Practice your shubbies, dude. So from a very young age, I've, I've seen a lot, right? And then... After that trip, I, I go from like this school to this school to this school. I was in a different school for like every year mm -hmm. for a little bit. Um, and then I go to this really preppy private school that my dad was working at. So that's why I got to go there for like really cheap tuition. Um, met a lot of really rich fucking asshole kids. Mm -hmm. Met a lot of really awesome kids who I didn't realize were shitloads of money coming out of their pockets. Mm -hmm. um, and then I went to a public school that is a turnaround school, which means it's failing. It's not teaching the kids enough. It has X number of expulsions, X number of graduation. So it has shit funding. Mm -hmm. And this is in a low-income neighborhood. My family moved. I've some, I left the private school, go to a low-income neighborhood. And like before my very first day, my dad is telling me these stats 
And like, I'm thinking I'm walking into like the most ghetto school ever. There's gonna be graffiti on the the, the lockers. The lights are all flickering. I was I was scared for a second, and then I show up and I met some of the best fucking people I've ever met. Hell like, yeah! M- one of my best friends made me the godfather to his kid oh, wow. that I met at that school, and like, I from that from from that that taught me is like I respect people who have made it in life without the privilege that I have. People who have gone Way through more. this shit yeah. usually yeah. have a better output. Absolutely. People people that can get to like a similar place that I am without all the fucking help that I've had and all the support yeah. I've had, oh my God. Yeah, you deserve every ounce of my respect. And I will respect them a hundred times over more than, you know, the, the kid who got paid, who got everything paid for. You know what I mean? Right. And even, even if they are a wholesome person and they're respectful and, and, and cool. They just need a little spice. They need a little <laughs> spice. They don't, have, they don't have enough pepper on it. You know what I mean? They got a little pepper just on put it. a little pepper on it. Put a little pepper on it. <laughs> you guys seen, have you seen Letterkenny? Yeah, I love Letterkenny. Yes, dude. <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. <laughs> I was just watching Letterkenny the other day. But I switched over to Frasier recently. I'm, oh, feeling, yeah? I'm feeling a little bougie. Feel a little bougie? Feel a little bougie. Have you gone through Seinfeld yet? Uh, so I have qualms with Jerry. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I don't really like Jerry. I'd rather watch Kurt if I'm going to watch Kurt Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But I love Jerry. Kramer! <laughs> Get your dick out of my nose! <laughs> Seinfeld show because it's so dated. It's like well, I'm not gay. I thought there's anything wrong with that, <laughs> right? It's like they have to say that. Wait, your Jerry Seinfeld's like dangerously good. Is good. it? That yeah. Really good, yeah. Can you give it? I wasn't dating a 17 year old. I wasn't dating a 17 year old. She was really mature. She was really mature for her age. <laughs> I don't know if that's good. I'm terrible at impressions. So <laughs> oh my god, I got it. You gotta get in the car and go get coffee, my one day that'll be that'll be one of the episodes for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you should just like that's a brilliant idea of you just doing the format of other podcasts. <laughs> just like trying every podcast is the format of like another famous yeah. podcast. Oh, I should totally yeah. do that. Yeah. Every episode is different, right? Yeah. So you never know when you when you look, when you click on it what's really gonna be. Always oh, in the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> Always oh, oh, in he's in a Corvette right now. Uh oh, this one's my favorite murder. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, see, that's that's right. That's when I get enough notoriety that I can hit up other podcasters. Do you have TikTok yet? Do I, have, I don't have a TikTok. Get on TikTok. Well, that's TikTok's the only social media platform right now that promotes content based on the interaction ratio versus those with established creators. Mm. So when you go onto other uh, platforms, I mean, most of the established creators have an iron grip on there. But mm. TikTok, if 10 people see it, all 10 of those people comment on it, it will keep going up. Mm. You know? So I, I had a video of me just like, what was, I was in, a, in the kitchen at work and I was drinking out of a metal straw. My boss was like, oh, you're drinking out of a metal straw, huh? And I'm like, yeah, save the planet. He's like, That's a plastic cup. Like, well, I, I don't care about the whole planet. <laughs> that, like, there was such a discourse about <laughs> plastic straws and the morality of, like, getting rid of plastic straws, how that will stop, like, overconsumption of plastic and the pollution of, okay. like... The conversation in the comments became so heated that that drove that TikTok to a million views. No fucking way. Then the traffic went up on my channel. I, wow. I got a lot of followers on Instagram. Like, all oh, just shit. because of people getting into debates on it. So, like, no if you're doing TikTok content, 
um, of promoting your podcast, mm. that's going to be the be- most beneficial way to get your name out there right now. Interesting. Because I, I know I would eventually have to have a social media component of it, and I kind of wanted to solidify what this was first. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. Kind of have my anchor, pro- my Spotify profile a bit more solidified before I start Actualize the concept. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, and I've been hesitant from getting to talk, period, because I know how addictive it is to just oh scroll and scroll and scroll. Instagram already has a fucking stranglehold on me and I have to delete it every other week. Serotonin so. addict over here. Tell me about it. And then without it, it's like, why am I even on my phone? What the What's fuck? the deal with <laughs> social media? What's the deal with airplane food? <laughs> but I, 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 will, I will actually look into that because, yeah, I, I don't want to be famous, but I would like to pay my bills. You'd like to <laughs> yeah. get that Stitch Fix sponsorship. <laughs> uh, quick aside, this episode's brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you have to make dinner for your three annoying fucking kids? <laughs> but you just got off work at the club, and it's 3 a.m., and you don't have anything in the fridge? Get a HelloFresh subscription. We got chicken tiki masala. Dude, I need, I need to take you on the road with me. <laughs> I'm too chaotic. You don't want me around. We'll find out. We'll find out. All right. Any other questions for me? No. As a human? No, so. You want a beer? Sure, I'll take a beer. <laughs> then I will end the recording. Y'all. Bye.